Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. This show is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Scrolls Lorecast, a place where the Elder Scrolls community can come together to discuss the boundaries of our knowledge about the universe of the Elder Scrolls. Welcome back, adventurers. This is the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, and we have some very exciting news for you today. Well, two very exciting things. First of all, we have a very special guest. Aramithius is here to join us today, and let me let me go through the regular stuff. I am the I'm your host, Tom or Robots, and I'm here as usual with Lotus of Doom. Lotus, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, I'm not used to recording this early, as I've been home from work for eleven minutes. Eleven minutes. You just like walked in the house Ooh. and you just turned on the computer and you're like ready to go. Uh, yeah. Yep. 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 That is dedication. That is that is absolute <laughs> dedication. And I am here um, ready to go as well because I'm super excited for a few things. One, we're talking with Aramithius today from Written and Uncertainty. He's one of our good buddies. He's on the Robots Radio Network. He is our other Elder Scrolls lore show on the network that dives into the really, really deep stuff in the lore. And Aramithius, how are you? How's it going? Doing well. I it's been it's been a roasting hot day, which I gather is exactly the case um, across the pond as well. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm 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 feeling happy. Out, outside of the Elder Scrolls, I've actually leveled up as an adult because I'm doing gardening properly for a change. Ooh. But, Ooh. Yeah. The rough Ooh. weather for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're doing the hard mode of real life. I see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well, good yeah. luck with all the gardening. Yeah. Um, but we're happy to have you here today to talk about yes. you are bringing a weird and wacky topic. But before we get into that, Ooh. we yes. a big announcement went out today. QuakeCon for this year, 2021, has officially it's it, there's been some speculation. There's been some news going on, you know, like uh, the rumor mill's been going, but we officially have the dates. We officially have all of the events that are going and we can now officially talk about the fact that this show and the three of us were invited to do a segment coming up for QuakeCon. And our segment will be on the 20th on the QuakeCon community channel. There are multiple channels this year. So there's a main channel. There are events happening in different uh, locations across the globe. There are channels for different uh, countries. There's all sorts of stuff going on. And there is a community channel. So there are there's a whole bunch of really fun events from different community members, different people from uh, the community, streamers, um, uh, content creators, podcasters, a whole bunch of different people. And we are the one of the, the groups that was selected. We're actually one of the uh, first groups to go on. We go on on August 20th, which I believe is Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern, which is actually very early if you're Pacific, because that's three hours earlier. So quick math, that's uh, 10, 9, 8, 8 o'clock in the morning Pacific. 
and it's on the QuakeCon community Twitch channel. So twitch.tv slash QuakeCon community. So go follow that right now if you want to make sure that you catch our segment. And what is our segment? We are doing a contest. I will be the host and it is a combination quiz show of lore topics and game topics because if you guys listen to our shows you know that my good old co-host lotus here loves the lore but he's got a lot more experience with the game stuff and arimithius has some game experience but he's got a lot more experience with the lore stuff so it is a battle between lore knowledge and game knowledge and we are going to see <laughs> who is going to win <laughs> and you can you can actually uh, play along at home as well and keep a tally to see if you can outscore either of these guys so um i have on my channel at uh, robots underscore radio on twitter a poll that's going to be running all week currently it is up right now we are doing the live show uh, at twitch.tv slash robots radio. It is currently up now. It'll be running all week to see who you think the winner will be. Will it be Arimithius or will it be Lotus of Doom? And in just what, eight days from now, we're going to find out. So this is super exciting. Wow, and thank you. Thank so you. much closer than I realized. Yeah, it's the 12th <laughs> right now as we record this. <laughs> Why so, did I think it was like the fourth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When this goes up, it'll be like uh, almost ex it'll be exactly a week. From when this actually goes up for everybody so um actually how is how's the eight days it doesn't make any sense what's the math Where, how does math happen how does math work i'm oh, the 20th okay, i guess it's friday the, i guess it's up yeah. on friday the 20th yeah the 20th is friday so maybe it's friday at 11 a.m so i'm looking at calendar right now let me get the dates right so it looks like we go up on friday so yeah friday at 11 a.m eastern time we're going up so yeah cool stuff very exciting um are you guys ready for this you guys feel like you you get you, you've been studying up on the lore i've got my questions already are you gonna be you gonna be ready to go uh, i make mm. no promises <laughs> <laughs> time to crap time to cram in playing all of the elder scrolls games between now and then <laughs> it'd be funnier if it was just the total inverse, and I only got lore, didn't know anything about game, and turns out Aramithius <laughs> is secretly a god slayer on, like, three different servers of ESO. <laughs> Yeah, well, we're going to have we're going to have some really interesting questions. I'm going to I'm going to set it up in some different ways. And I think you guys will will have fun with the way that I set it up. So that's coming up. So um, it, I hope it'll be exciting for you guys at home as well. And um, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a blast. But thank you to the QuakeCon team. And we really appreciate being involved with that. So looking forward to it. So Aramithius, let's hand it off to you. What are we, what are we talking about today? We are talking about the towers today, which is mildly controversial because a bunch of the stuff comes from, well, I say a bunch of the stuff, a bunch of the stuff did come from unlicensed sources. And then it's just got more and more certain as time has gone on. The towers are structures that have some degree of control over what happens on Mundus and they're, um, they're structures that are either built by the gods or by various different types of elves, and ex exactly what exactly what that means and how they and how they work, I'm sure we'll get we'll get into. But just a short um, short list of 
of the towers to go th- to go through na- um, go through now. So, so you know, we're not just talking about wizard towers when any old Telvani will just go and build build his build their mushrooms, and then that's a tower. The, these these towers are built in ex- well in some sort of imitation of the first towers and what and what they were. The first tower um, is Adamantia, which is the Adamantine Tower, which is um, the in some cases, in some things you read, it's Akatosh's spaceship, but um, it's the <laughs> place where um, it's the place where the gods decided the fate of Lorcan. Um, and the first, the first known structure on Mundus, the Dyreni Tower, which you, which is now the home of the um, of the character gen um, sequence in ESO. Um, Mm-hmm. That's um, that's where the, that's where the gods decided the fate of Lorcan, and it's the, f- the first structure on Mundus, the first real permanent thing that existed, because that's when convention happened, and all of the the laws of physics vaguely started happening. Um, then you have the Red Tower, Red or Red Heart, um, which is Red Mountain, which is what it, which sprang up when Lorcan's heart was ripped out um, and fl- and flung across Tamriel. Um, then you have Snow Throat, which is the throat of the world in Skyrim, the, um, the, the highest mountain. You have Greensap, which is Falonesti in, uh, in Valenwood, one of the, um, one of the Grot Oaks, or maybe all Grot Oaks. So that's not 100% sure, but we'll get into that. Um, Crystal Like Law or the Crystal Tower um, in Somerset. Uh, Walk Brass, which is the Numidium. Um, and that's it for oh sorry and white gold in Cyrodiil, uh, I, um, which was built by the Aliens. You've potentially also got um, the Orichalk Tower, um, which was maybe built in Yokuda. We know very little about that one, but um, mm. that's possibly there. And we also have some things that might have been towers or might be towers in some form in the Doom Crag, and that was built in Glenumbra, if I'm remembering um, the zones uh, isn't correctly. Isn't that Rivenspire? Riven Spy, possibly. Yes, cause yes, because Raven Watch is involved. Oh um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, and um and and the Coral Tower of Thras. They may be towers, they may not be. Um but those are those are the towers as as they stand. Okay. Yep. So so where do we start with this? Because clearly, <laughs> clearly the beginning of this, uh, the the importance of towers is very clear in the lore, in the beginning and the beginning of everything starting with the tower and the importance of the tower coming kind of full circle with the, uh, you know, the killing of Lorcan and the tossing of his heart into the sea from the tower and uh, all of that happening with the tower being that, that source, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that, uh, that being a kind of a um, a key point in convention and a key point in the you know the killing of Lorcan, that's uh, that's not just symbolic. It's 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 physical, right? Mm-hmm. And right. then and then you have the elves who we know like to believe that they are direct descendants of the of the gods and are replicating the things of the gods and so it would make sense that they themselves are now replicating towers like the gods created on mundus that have similar functions to the tower that the gods created so that also seems to make sense Mm -hmm. right yeah and they are sort of built in explicit imitation if you believe some of the um some of the sources um 
that um, I'm trying to find the oh yeah the 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 quote from the Ur text of Towers, which is the Numantia Intercept, which was released on the forums shortly before Oblivion's release. Believe it or not, um, says that um, this uh, if I can actually find the thing, um, it's. Okay, I, um, that that um, they're they're built, they're all built in, in in imitation of um of adamantia. That um the el- the elves have um kind of built their own world and their own reality in some ways. Um, and where is that quote? Uh, hang on. Yep, as they. Um, as they were the most powerful, um, the quote. This is the quote, the quote that I've man- actually managed to managed to dig up about why they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, the old men were building. Sorry, as as they were the most powerful of lesser spirits in the in the ages after the convention, and eager to emulate what they f- saw, the old men began construction of their own towers. They, that they built more than one shows that they were not of one mind, because this is not only just a reflection of we want to be like the gods it's just we want to be us we want to be something separate and distinct and it's an expression of the creators of those towers as much as it is a reiteration of what the uh, what the other towers are or the what adamantia is anyway right the original um, tower right yeah and you yeah. see and you the, see different different reflections of this right like you, you see yeah. um the crystal tower is uh, is almost a, uh, uh, as close as a pure reflection in a way of the original in, in some ways it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a tower-ish tower and the white gold tower is a tower-ish tower right right but then then you look yeah. at something like um uh the green sap it's it's a plant that's a tower right which yeah. is it's very bosmer-ish version of a tower right mm. which which seems very makes sense of that uh, but then then you get further and further afield, like Snowthroat is a mountain that is a tower that must have been yeah. magically created somehow from the earth itself. Yeah. And then you have, you know, walk brass like the Numidium as a tower is a tower that's created as a machine. It's not it's different from all the other towers in that it is a, a machine that can actually move around rather than be confined to a specific spot you know and and yeah each one of these towers kind of becomes its own thing red mountain is kind of similar to uh snow throat in that it is a mountain but it's an active mountain it's a volcano you know <laughs> like each of these towers are in their own ways very distinct and different from each other they are it, mm-hmm. i think what it is is that when you say um in terms of like tower itself, you have a pretty definitive meaning to a tower. You can have different styles of a tower, but like the first association you would make to a tower is to have it be a literal tower. When this seems like you can kind of almost stretch that into being like, Mm -hmm. well, tower is kind of like an overarching style of just referring to these things as, you know, Mm. They are towers, but they don't literally need to be towers in some situations. It's more of like the 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 powerful structure that it is. And then if you get into the the mm. idea, I, I don't know, are we going to touch too much on the wheel thing? Because I was going to say that's <laughs> yeah. that's when we're also going to get yeah. into more of like towers are 
theoretically spokes on the wheel of uh, you know or a tower as a construct yep. that ascends yep. towards the sky C- and then correct. Yeah, they each have it's, a power yep. source yeah. yeah that's it's i was gonna i was gonna bring the wheel in as a thing because it's it's interesting that you say that they're not all literal towers because because that that does kind of play into the symbolism right um because the because the towers in themselves are an imitation of the tower that is the arabis sure. if you like because because just to, just to unpack that um you the tom already brought up the wheel um the um one particular model of thinking about how the arabis works is or how the arabis is structured is that can we can we just Ar- pause the- pause real quick and just back up to arabis Ar- for anybody who yep. doesn't know the term yeah sure the arabis is the the universe of the elder scrolls so the arabis is everything it is it is it is tamriel it is none it is mundus yeah. it is oblivion it is the shape everything. of that yeah. all yes. creation right yep yep the the arabis is a is a wheel is, is a wheel with spokes is um, in this in this particular model and way of thinking that you have um, that you have a theory a theorist around the outside you have Nern as the hub of the wheel and or you have Munda sorry as the hub of the wheel in the middle um, you have the eight Adra as the spokes of the wheel um, which will then leave you sixteen gaps in the wheel which are the Daedric princes. Now that's um, that mo- that model being is all well and good but then if you turn the wheel on its side as in you look at a wheel not exactly side on but, but face, yeah. fa- facing the wheel it's it's an eye it's a it's a, just a straight line yeah as if the wheel was coming towards you like yeah. rolling towards you you're mm-hmm. gonna yeah. see a straight line or an eye as opposed yes. to any of the other stuff that is now on the sides yes and that's sort of the part of the power that towers supposedly have and it, it gets into a little bit of chim as well which i'm not going to touch on let's let's go let's not go into the whole bucket of crazy and, unless we get too many questions from chat um but um that eye is sort of the central power of 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 the towers that they replicate the um and that they replicate the the shape of reality and they are therefore they affirm reality in some ways that you'll hear some people say that the towers are the things that that hold the world up that keep the world together um and and that's part and that shape is part of it because they're saying this is what the world looks like this is what the world should look like and those sorts of things um and i don't know i'm not i'm not going to get into the uh, into the aliens and the white gold examples so, of that right now because we need to unpack more so uh, this is uh, just side tangent mm-hmm. really quick yep. the arabis if you take a wheel and you turn it on its side it looks like an eye like this right like it, yep. an absolutely straight eye none yep. of the towers actually look like that <laughs> Like if you get nitpicky, true, right? True. <laughs> like, like think about it. Like, yeah. uh, the, like the adamantine tower kind of looks like that. It's about the most, the closest yeah. to, thing to that. Um, the crystal tower kind of looks like this. You know, the white gold yeah. tower looks like this. Mountains look like this. <laughs> the the numidium mm-hmm. looks like a person. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like yeah. <laughs> the um, the plant looks like a plant. Like almost nothing looks like. A capital I. Now, yeah. maybe that's a approximation of something as close as yeah. you can get to a capital I that isn't quite a capital I, and so it's an imperfect representation of a symbolic yeah. thing, which sure. could, could be a thing. But at the same time, maybe that's a misunderstanding of something, and maybe we're stretching. 
maybe that's why this fits into the weird and wacky mm. category you know <laughs> well right because i i mean like so much of this is it's almost like there's little bits that it oh, i guess this whole series does this as a whole with Elder Scrolls, <laughs> where they they kind of like give you a little hint that it's like they're you know the, the writers and stuff like that it's like they're nudging at things whether they're directly in game or in this case it's like well this is some speculation but then the game does lean into this sometimes especially oh, yeah. with oh yeah uh, yeah it's there uh, yeah it, it's it's not totally out of universe and then one of my favorite theories uh just just in regards because in the weird and wacky category i actually really like this i, I don't know if that's what they intend but i just think it's neat because it's a extra level of things aren't just here because they're here there is this weird deeper thing that's floating around even if it's not at the forefront of like a lot of the lore or anything like that but it's just mm. kind of like this thing in the background like spokes as we were talking about just holding up all this stuff and it's like yeah this all is happening but little did you know it's these things actually holding it together and as the games have progressed many of these towers have met untimely ends right and that's something that i've always been fascinated by is is the series acknowledging these towers and or kind of dismantling these towers for a purpose or is it just yeah, these are something that people have latched onto let's blow them up or do something fun with them in each of the games <laughs> it seems almost like in the weird and wacky category, it's a little too coincidental that there isn't like a deeper reason that they keep kind of addressing these things, or are we seeing something that isn't there? Or is it just an easy narrative mm. thing to write in? Or, or sure. is it something that we've learned in video games is an iconic, easy thing to put on the horizon that you can keep your eye on and use as an orientation <laughs> spot in a three three dimensional world <laughs> mm. or maybe it just works for all of those yeah. things and so therefore it works for all of those things and it's convenient to answer all of those things right yeah i'm not sure about that i'm not sure about the destruction aspect because you're right that it does seem to be doing that and skyrim particularly really kind of bought into yeah, this really but, yeah that's yeah. the biggest one that kind of went Whole, I mean, because you can have a volcano erupt more than once. That doesn't mean the volcano is destroyed. And, you know, with the event at Red Mar Mountain, it didn't necessarily actually just, I mean, destroy Red well, Mountain more than it destroyed Red well, Mountain in previous. I mean, it's pretty yeah. nuked of Vardenfell. But, but yeah. what about, uh, well, okay, so maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if but, you destroy the mount, if you destroy the tower or the power source for the tower, doesn't both either thing dismantle oh, the tower? So. Yeah. Uh, yeah I see what you're saying. Potentially, yes. The just to kind of unpack that, the each each tower supposedly has a stone, which yeah. is the thing that, uh, that allows it to work its magic. Again, going going back to the original text that talks about this, the Numantia Intercept, which again unlicensed, but um, make make of that what you will. It was quite. It was a bit more forthcoming about how towers work than any of the games have been um and it's saying that each each tower has its stone which is then used to filter or it's kind of used to kind of filter and reshape creatia the reason that towers are so powerful is because it draws stuff in directly from Aetherius or oblivion molds it 
runs it through the stone and releases it into Mundus as a form of potent magic. That's 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 how they work, um, at least according to the Numantia intercept. Um, but you destroy the stone and you deactivate the tower to use the right. the fan community language. Right. Yeah, it's, and it's quote unquote destroyed. Yeah, um, and each of the and so far, kind of each of those games have done something to um to adjust it it i mean you can potentially make a case um for for it even since since daggerfall um but um certainly since morrowind that's kind of explicitly gone that way because the heart of lokan in mm-hmm. morrowind was um was was destroyed or freed um mm-hmm. depending on quite what interpretation you want to believe on that um then and so the thing that was powering red mountain is potentially gone right. um the Amulet of Kings was the stone of white gold, and yep. that's destroyed in um, in Elder Scrolls Four. Um, and well, the 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 line from the Book of the Dragonborn that talks about the tower in Skyrim is the saying, "When the snow tower lies sundered, kingless, bleeding." That that's not necessarily destroyed, but it doesn't sound healthy. No, it sounds um, pretty bad. No, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't sound great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get that tower into an ER. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So that's I don't know. That's just a fascinating bit because mm. it's one of those um, situations where, <clears throat> when, when looking at something and and you're you have something in mind as opposed to just like a blank slate. Are you filling in the details to this to make it come to this conclusion or are these things leading you to this conclusion on its own? And I've been very Mm. curious with that, with the, you know, kind of with like the concept of towers being destroyed. I was like originally prior to me ever learning about this, it never dawned on me, but then going back after hearing it was like, Oh, this is interesting. I, I, I kind of like this. I wonder if there is this like deeper narrative that they're, slowly digging toward i mean probably at the rate we get elder scrolls games in uh you know canon i'd say long after all of us have passed away uh lying bleeding <laughs> like uh <laughs> previous situation it's, it's gonna be competing the the rate at which we get uh song yeah, of ice and fire no books chance we're seeing the end of all of these hours unless they really pick up the pace i would assume but um it's just interesting you know that, that this is kind of almost like a trajectory now but it's like, is it intended or are we filling in the blanks is always something that I, I've just liked yeah. about these theories. Yeah, it's it's certainly something that, uh, as I say, this um, Elder Scrolls Five has kind of laid it laid it out really plainly. But I don't, it, mm-hmm. it all depends on what happens with the Elder Scrolls Six. Exactly. Because my, my money for where the Elder Scrolls Six is happening is Hammerfell. Um, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. And I... Hammerfell doesn't have a tower of its own. Um, there is the Orichalk Tower, which was in Yokuda. Um, so that's kind of long gone along with the rest of that continent. Um, so there is no real tower for us to destroy. So Unless... Right. Hmm. Um, hmm. Well, okay. So some of the rumor is that it actually takes place in um, two zones. In both of both Hammerfell oh, and I've, I've and heard Rock. and High yeah, Rock and High yeah. Rock, which so, which I think is probably yeah. likely. So that, I, I was going to say that 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 would make more sense in terms of this. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I think that's probably but, very very likely. Yep, um, and 
Yeah, at, at the Adamantine mm-hmm. Tower. If this is going back to the Adamantine Tower, this might wrap up this wacky, crazy. I, I was going to say this might not thing. be so wacky if that were the case, and then yeah, they, they, it's like okay, and that's that's the thing is there's so many unknowns going forward currently because mm-hmm. you know the, the speculation with Elder Scrolls Six is rampant to yeah. a degree that yeah. it, I, Bethesda needs to periodically just be like, yes, we're working on it. Please talk to us about literally anything else because it's not ready. Uh, <laughs> so mm. when we finally do get our, our answers, it, I'll, I don't know. It'll be very strange that th- this is one of, I guess I always like when things have like a long worthwhile payoff. And this is going to be like one of like, if, if theoretically this is a, a, trajectory that they are going on for the series this is going to be one of the literal longest running things that would have a payoff that i could think of because oh my lord like yeah it is literal generations of writing (laughs) that would lead to this so guys guys, um real quick hold your thought i've got to i've got to take a break for the mid mid part of the show and we've got to thank our patrons because i have a feeling we're going into some really interesting territory here and i want to i want to pose a question because we're getting some good questions from chat uh things like uh do we know the stone for the oracle tower is there a chance that it came over with the yukudans and is in hammerfell um, is it likely that that's the only tower left standing? I have a questions about the Adamantine tower. We know that the Thalmor are messing with stuff. If uh, and I, I, and will, I have, yeah, 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 and yeah. I've got that's questions the one about that. that. I was really, I wasn't getting into yet. Yeah, and, and so before, just I want you guys and I want our our friends in chat to ponder this. What are the Thalmor doing when it comes to the Adamantine tower? Are they trying to destroy it? Are they trying to control it? Will that help them meet their goals? What do you think that's going on with that? If this wacky, weird theory is actually true. So hold on to that. We're going to go to the middle of the show. We'll be right back. The skies are marked with numberless sparks, each a fire and every one a sign. In a world where solid state electronics and vacuum tubes are still meta, people never stop loving atomic powered everything. A chosen 500 stepped inside a subterranean vault to be spared the nuclear horror of the inevitable Great War. 25 years later, they emerge after the fallout settles to retake Appalachia. Among them, two former rivals whose blood feud will tear West Virginia apart in their epic struggle for survival. Chad, a vault bro who has a strength of 15, an intelligence of 2, and is a complete wasteland dickhead. Simon, a complicated anti-hero who chooses light and hope, but accidentally becomes a cannibal, and wakes up naked and afraid with a Scorch Beast Queen after a date goes terribly wrong. What? I mean, it's a wild wasteland, right? This dark humor radio drama will have you driving off the road and crawling out from under the fallout. Two men. One wasteland. And so many nukes. Chad, a Fallout 76 podcast. Rated R. Now streaming on your holotape player podcasty thing. 
All right, I'll try to make this mid part really quick because this is a really great discussion. So we need to thank our patrons. Thank you to all 47 of our patrons. You guys are amazing. I would love to hit 50 patrons by the end of the month and you guys can sign up even for just one dollar a month and get ad free episodes so if we have done anything to help you get through your work day help you with your commute or your workout or just make your the world a little bit of a better place or even just educate you a little bit about the elder scrolls and help your games feel a little bit more fun and, and interesting then we'd love for you to help us out and check out the patreon at patreon.com elder scrolls lorecast to see what you can get back for helping to support the show so go check that out and a special thanks to our tier five patrons who get called out every month noodle al dente and daniel O. thank you guys and if you want to join us on a future episode of the show you can sign up as a tier four patron so check that out as well so thank you to all of you guys and let's get back to the rest of the show yes yes you're entirely brilliant conquering madness and all that blah 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 okay all right so we're back I made that as quick as I could. All right. So I highly efficient. I tossed out some questions. What do you guys think? Yep. I am just, I just want to say if, if it is high rock, that's going to be involved next time in the adamantine tower, that legitimately terrifies me. If there are tower things going on, Uh because I'm, I'm, um, I'm not convinced that the towers are holding up the world in the sense that all of them are because by um because it was the events from the first from the first two that kind of settle things you have adamantine tower landing and then you have red heart the red mountain dolloping itself down with Lorcan's heart and mort- establishing mortality you've got your rules of reality established with those two but what you if they are once the, the rules ones. of uh, is, are established what if they are capable of changing them yes yes what if they're not Absolutely. necessarily required for you know, maintaining so much as should somebody powerful enough gain the ability to control the tower, they could then define reality. Yes. That's, that's one of the theories that ESO puts out about the white gold tower. Um, Mm -hmm. that it's Mm -hmm. saying that, um, that, um, that, um, an explanation as to why Cyrodiil isn't a jungle, which seems to be one of the ongoing bugbears in the law. Um, yes, yeah. as, as, as to why as um, as to why Cyrodiil isn't um, isn't a jungle is because it depends on who is holding Cyrodiil at the time and who is controlling the White Gold Tower, and it sets and towers will alter their local reality yeah. to. Um, to adjust to whatever they find particularly pleasurable. So the book says that, um, yeah, Som- Somerset becomes a tropical paradise because that's what the Ultima want. Um, the And so it becomes also tropical because that's what the aliens want because they're elves and the Heartland High Elves and all that stuff. Right. But the, when the men control it, because they came down from Skyrim and Atmora and the North and Cold and all the rest of it, it becomes more temperate because they now control White Gold Tower. So, <laughs> right. it's, so it can absolutely be used to to mod to modify the local situation and that's and the deactivation of the tower is also something that potentially plays into it because if you look at again going back to the events of the games when you, whenever you find the deactivation of the tower something bad happens fairly swiftly afterwards mm-hmm. after morrowind you have the red year after oblivion yeah. you have the, the dissolution of the empire um yeah so it's entirely possible, yeah. You 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 have seismic events whenever these things are stopped, but it, it's going to do bad things for reality if if adamantia is destabilized. I think far more than anything else. So okay, so let's let me let me pause at the next question. 
Mm-hmm. Is the Thalmor's goal to destabilize reality? Or is it to control reality? Yeah. Because depends on if, who you ask. Right, yeah. Because if, <laughs> say, if, that depends a lot. What, what, yeah. if, what if they are trying to destabilize the other towers in order to then control the master tower so that they have no... So nobody else has any recourse to then fight against them or uh, what what if mm-hmm. what if the other towers uh, what if the master tower only actually has control over reality if all the other towers no longer have control over what, what if the key to Ooh. to the master tower having any power anymore at all is the other towers no longer working what if it only comes yeah. online should hmm. should the other towers be turned off that yeah that's, that's different that is an interesting one um although like, if like they the were gods for- yeah like, mm. sorry I'm, I'm just jumping in i'm just yep. bra- my brain is just yeah. like what if the gods are like okay we leave it to your hands you are you are the the people of the world Pff, do your thing and so the elves are like we're gonna make our own towers and they're like wonderful we don't need to use our tower anymore turn it off they turn it off and then the elves start making their towers they're turning on their towers okay you are now in control of your reality wonderful and the gods go off to their planets, you know, the Adrip go off to their planets, the Daedra start messing with it, whatever they want to do, right? And then the world happens, right? And then the the Thalmor are going, well, we need to rewind this backwards. So they're going, let's mm-hmm. turn off the towers. Turn off all the towers. All right, well, let's turn the main one back on. I'm loving these sound effects, by the yeah. way, right. out of the towers. Right. <laughs> yeah, so this is how it actually sounded because I was really there. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> what if, what if that's the case? Because they what? Because ultimately, they want to rewind themselves back to the position where they were gods. Yep. Yeah, they right? want to yeah. be little floaty amorphous, right? Just so potentially, beings, potentially, so. Yeah, yeah, so theoretically, potentially, theoretically. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is yep. just Which, just following following the the you yeah. know the logic of of that of what you know, or at least one yep. of these thought processes is and, and Which, in order to do so they would need to rewind the world back and they they want to undo things to go back to convention and convention would be I, the point at which there was no, there were no other towers and the right. elves were the most powerful so they need to put the world back to that state i like that just like that the because uh, uh, again i i think the thalmor are a really good enemy to have in the series like um and and you know they're pretty aggravating throughout Skyrim <laughs> in general and eso as well with the the you know basis for their their a lot of the thalmor abuse of everything it's like they're a great enemy to stir you up to want to defeat them. Um, mm-hmm. And then obviously it can get taken to the like whole of the dominion and whatnot, which I always joke about and stuff, but no, in general, like the Thalmor themselves are like a great threat to have. I love the idea of the threat, not just being so surface level as to be just, yeah, we want to totally rule over all the humans again and just control Tamriel. It's like, this is way deeper. If that's like what they're It's like, yeah. no, we need to return back to the the before time any of you humans even were muddling around and screwing up our perfect existence of being puffy clouds or whatever we were. <laughs> whatever yep. we were. So, and what if this is the na- yep. what if this is the natural cycle of every kelpa? Is that sure. the, the cycle? Yep. The cycle. Yep. It, it, it's like a circle. The cycle reaches a, a yep. certain apex of elven to manish 
you know, domination and then, you know, recedes back to elven domination yep. and then back to the gods becoming the ones who are in control in order mm -hmm. to do yep. so that the world has to cycle back to that. And they are, they are yeah. just hurrying forward that cycle. Yes. Um, although I would pour a little bit of cold water on that um, just because um, they, the er uh, text for the Thalmor want to destroy the towers doesn't <laughs> actually mention either the Thalmor or the towers just to really confuse you. Yes, um, that, uh -huh. that's the thing. That's why one of the things that I always say about that is like the Thalmor come across as much more just like here is your, I, I mean, like without going, they're very much, here is a blatant threat to have in Skyrim writing wise. Yep. And it's very strongly associated with like, okay, this is like representative of a very strong, very harsh regime. And, you know, they're, they're spreading their influence. All of the extra stuff is definitely flavor that's been kind of added like, okay, well, is there a deeper meaning? Is there, and that's kind of the thing, much like the towers themselves, I'm kind of hoping is there because yeah. I don't actually know if it is. It's just yeah. kind of like, Ooh, that'd be neat if there was like a more metaphysical reason why they wanted to to do what they're doing as opposed yeah. to stinky Nords. We take over now type of deal. <laughs> yeah, right, absolutely. Right. Can I just, um, I, I just think we uh, just to unpack that text a bit. Sure. Yeah. Um, go for it. Yeah. yeah. For this. yeah. yeah. It's, this is what appears to be an Altmeri commentary on Talos. So mm -hmm. Altma, we don't know anything else. It's not, not necessarily Thalmor, not anything else. Mm -hmm. And just for context, this was posted on all the forums before Skyrim released. Oh, interesting. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. To, to, kill man, to kill man is to reach heaven from where we came before the doom drums iniquity. When we accomplish this, we can escape the mockery and long shame of the material prison. So they want um, to achieve this goal. We must one erase the upstart Talos from the mythic. His presence fortifies the wheel of the convention. Remember the whole structure of the world and all that and binds our souls to this plane Two, remove man, not just from the world, but from the pattern of possibility. So that the very idea of them cannot can be forgotten and thereby never again repeated. Three, with Talos and the sons of Talos removed, the dragon will become ours to unbind. The world of mortals will be over. The dragon will uncoil his hold on the stagnancy of linear time and move as free serpent again, moving through the ether without measure or burden, spilling time along the innumerable roads we once traveled. And with that, we will regain the mantle of the imperishable spirit. That's, that's kind of relying on the idea of Talos as the thing that's holding everything up right. rather than Almost, the towers as okay. such. So, right. yep. so if, 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 if the Kelpa is the circle, yes. Right. And the top of the circle is the, the beginning of, of the Kelpa. Then Talos yep. is the, is the six o'clock. Yes. And right? if you go into some, if you go into some other models of reality that you'll hear the term, if you search for the term parabolic Kalpa, that will also bring up some other stuff um, that talks about how magical the world is. Cause you hear of all the stuff about the first era. Like you hear about battle spires and um, which is an Imperial space station, basically, and travel to Imperius and all sorts. <laughs> yes. Um <laughs> And so, and it's got all of these wonders and stuff that's kind of slowly declining. And then 
and then you have the oblivion crisis is kind of the nadir point and so and then you get oh oblivion bursts back into mundus again and then you get the dragons coming back and then all of this other stuff starts to happen mm-hmm. um you're getting things going more and more magical again right so you've got kind of the magicalness going down and then going up right um right so and yeah and so as you get more and more magical it could very well unspin the world in right. some way or shape, so coming back up from talos means removing yeah. talos and then going back to a magical world that yeah. unbinds it removes men yeah. back from the thing goes back to an elven focused world that is more magical yes. and then eventually yep. is all mm-hmm. all all god spirits and and no world yes, yes. <laughs> yeah but it doesn't seem to involve the towers in any way shape or form or at least it doesn't it mention kind of it like here bugbear. Yeah. it just doesn't it's mention right. it yeah. right yeah if, if if you're if you're tying that to the idea of oh they want to well, um, they, they, if they want to just remove all material stuff and you think of the towers as the thing solidifying the material stuff, right. then yeah, that absolutely works. And the towers are all associated with elves. Mm, San, yeah. Sans the, Apart from the, the three. I, I was going to say, well, the, the thing that I'm kind of interested in, because you're right, since it's kind of just like that seems to target much more like men, again, men, men specifically Talos, ascending is a problem, but when you when you look at that couldn't you also um to a degree i mean it's not specifically mentioned but with the numidium itself i mean that kind of almost is so intertwined with so much of what happened during the whole talos thing it almost one Mm -hmm. it almost makes me wonder if that ended up being something that was for better or worse like okay well did they intend to have that be like a tower that (laughs) would matter but um I, it almost makes me wonder it, if that's the tower that they're relating to when they're talking so much about Talos. It, you know what I mean? Yeah, particularly seeing as when you look at Greek god Talos, he is a brass god. Right. That's, it's it's ta- ta- Talos, Talos and the Numidium are, to- are totally linked. Um, yeah. Which are, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it could it could very well be that, but mm. and that actually ties into some things in the truth in sequence, actually, because the because um, that um, in in amidst all of their rambling says that NM go figure what NM means um, is, <laughs> mm-hmm. is 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 the is the child of um, of of Nern ensuing of the of the bad Nern um, and the representative of um of all of all things bad um oh interesting so Mm. yeah that does that that would tie that tie that together quite neatly interesting Um, i actually didn't even know about that that's 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 a that's a fascinating little point it's like oh okay so they're just directly linking that as like okay here's your problem like right here this is your issue (laughs) like Uh here we are yeah exactly but but most profane but most profane most profane is this the walking horror that bears the name nm the brass tower of vanity the mindless guardian of the nern prior the antipodal god thing that reigns on the darkest pole of the sacred nern sphere of all threats to tamriel final nm is the greatest Wow. Okay. That's much huh. more specific to like, <laughs> I didn't even realize that necessarily. So that's, that's it. Very yeah. interesting then. Huh? I all wonder, right. yeah. I wonder how this all plays into the Chimer then being hmm. that they were elves. I mean, they're the least elvish yeah. of the elves in some ways because they, they're not 
I mean, they're, they're more mechanical minded. They're they're not religious. They're not uh, you mean magic. The Dwemer. You mean the Dwemer? I mean, I'm the Dwemer. I'm, I'm sorry, yeah, not yeah, the Kymer. Yeah. The, the Dwemer. They made the, themselves. Not the Kymer. Not the Kymer. The Dwemer. Um, now I'm going to get somebody. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. It, I'm going to get somebody mean. who right on this YouTube video is going to be like, "You mean the Dwemer?" And because All they they, they will have heard me say this, and then they will have skipped over the part where you guys correct me, and they're going to say, "You you meant to say the Dwemer." But you, you know what I'm saying? Like they're they're the most, uh, in some ways, mannish of the elves. In that, in that specifically, they are not magically minded. They are disconnected. In yeah, they they're they're in that way. I mean, they're they're looking to ascend the world in other means, but yeah. but not through. Yeah. They had very different methods of very a different lot methods. Of things and they comparison. made and they made the Numidium. And so by being associated with the Numidium, then they would be looked like the other elves wouldn't have looked at them kindly for that. Yeah, I would not assume so. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, although how far knowledge of the new medium actually got um around about the time while they were still around is questionable because like, imagine got turned on. Imagine uh, well, imagine yeah, was, a, a you know, the Dwemer if they had existed into the time of Skyrim. Mm. Like what would the Thalmer have thought of them? They wouldn't have gotten along at no. all. No, absolutely <laughs> like, not. Hard no. Hard no. <laughs> they would have been considered uh, the enablers of the men, if not the friends of the men or something like that, mm. even if they weren't. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> you you also have the Dunmer on that sort of a line as well, because right. that because that because they are very much behind the idea of the material plane as a as a good thing. Yep. It's it, it's a place that is meant to make you better. It's it's meant to be hard and arduous and turn you into a better person through all of the trials and that sort of thing. Therefore, right. what Lokan did was good. Whereas the whereas the Thalmor are saying no, this was a huge mistake. The Doom Drums iniquity and etc. Um, right, right. But the, uh, like so, just yeah. going. Go back to the the origin of my thought this idea that yep. they created the numidium which helped supply talos with fulfilling his goals would have been seen as an atrocity like yep oh sure yeah plus the, and then the, then the tribunal give the numidium to talos as well which was <laughs> yeah a fantastic move yeah furthering yeah. what you're yeah, saying but, but they're not uh, by the time by the yeah. time of the events of, of skyrim they're no longer around to have to you know deal with the ramifications of that but um yes but and ne neither are the dwemer which is convenient but imagine if they were <laughs> right. like what yeah. would have happened like <laughs> That's yeah. I huh. don't. Yeah, I, they they would not have got on. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Yeah, I could still I could still see it kind of shaking down in similar ways to um, to to how it has because the the, the forfeiter of Thalmor have sort of sucked up all of their natural allies, so to speak. Um, already at this right. point, you've got you've got the mm -hmm. Khajiit on side. You've got the Bosma doing whatever, um, but. The the Dun the Dunmer and the Dwemer would not be on the same page, um, even, even yeah. assuming that they still assuming they 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 still function as they do in the games, which they probably wouldn't because they would become one societal blob. But, right, right. It would. It's going to say there'd be a, a lot of things would probably be very different if yeah. if that was uh, well mm. if the Dwemer were still around and you know. Yeah. For that matter, you know, the Battle of Red Mountain, it's like, well, they were much more friendly before that whole thing went down. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Hmm. Yeah, although I'm also I'm also kind of interested to know whether, whether what the Thalmor would have done if they'd have actually managed to hold the White Gold Tower, because that is very very deliberately um, kind of built to be right. a Mundus manipulation machine. Yes, um, it's because um, the these the structure of White Gold in particular um, is kind of is that. It's it's a model of the wheel as as a, in a single tower. It's got yeah. little mini towers all around it that are supposed to be the eight spokes and all the rest of it. Um, and just to just to pull just to pull up another quote um, from the um, from the Numantia intercept. Um, Though the Aliens gave theirs a central spire as the Imago of Adamantia, the whole of the Polydox resembled the wheel, with eight lesser towers forming a ring around the Primus. To dismiss this mythotexture as being a mockery of the Arabis is to ignore an important point. This same jest gave White Gold Tower a power over Creatia unlike any on this planet. It was a triumph of sympathetic mega-fetish and the, st and the start of the threat to empire that brings me to this council. If the aliens made their own wheel within the wheel, wereweb ad semblio, what would happen if they plucked its strings? Sympathetic mega-fetish. I love that line. Yes. It's, and it's beautiful. It means exactly what it says. Like, a voodoo doll is a fetish. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because the idea of you stab the voodoo doll and then someone someone gets injured. That's right. that's exactly what's going on here. That yep. the aliens built this thing to say, right, what what do we want to do with with the cosmos today? Let's 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 just tweak this a little bit and yeah. see what happens. Poke this and see uh, what. Yeah. 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 That moon's so, in the way. We'll just shift that yeah. there. Like. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if if the Falmor were to get hold of that and it was functional, I mean. Uh, the oblivion crisis and the destruction of the amulet of kings it's arguably not but if they could actually hold that thing and use it the way it was originally intended that that's that that's some heavy duty artillery to try and achieve what they were trying to achieve exactly yeah that, if, they, if that was their goal then that that's a yeah. that's one real solid way to do it do you think maybe that yeah. was the like kind of secret unspoken power of the amulet of kings wasn't so much this idea that like you know, as long as the the dragon, the, those with dragon blood wield the amulet of kings, the, you know, the the world will be safe from, you know, like it's it was more of just like, yeah, just maintain the tower and you can make sure that the world will, you know, work in ways that will keep you guys safe. Mm hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you possibly. Know? Like, yeah i mean there's, there's there's other stuff going on with the oversight with all of the emperor souls that are stuffed into it but yeah um, but in some ways it was just like yeah, you know like absolutely yeah like yeah, yeah. danger want to send terrible storms at you just like make sure that the storms don't come because you can change yeah. the weather if you want you know, like. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, so, yeah. So, 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 so Akatosh or just, just hand, just hand their daughter the keys to the adamantine and uh, to the white gold tower. Right. And, and say, here, here you go. Um, deal, deal with it. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. You don't have to worry about earthquakes I can now. I see that. Yeah. yeah it was, use it for responsible things. Like it's going to rain Saturday and it's going to ruin our Dwamari cookout. So we're going to just, <laughs> right. uh, you, you know, know, change that <laughs> yeah, real quick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you feel like you don't have enough food for the harvest? Make it rain some more. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly you do. <laughs> Suddenly you do. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and there was another question in chat that was talking about the stone of the Orichalk Tower. Um, yes. That, that, that we don't know, but there was a forum post, which I'm happy to go along with, um, that... Um, 
um, Michael Kirkbride was asked, what are the stones of the of Greensap, of Orichalc, and Crystal Lake Law? Um, and he said that the, that the, um, the stone of Greensap was a fruit, which it turns out to be, because we find out in ESO, it was, it's the perchance acorn. Mm-hmm. Um, the stone of the um, of crystal like law he said was a person which is not quite true but kind of is if you play through ESO Somerset um, I, I'm just going to say look at where you find it um, and leave it at that because I don't want to spoil too much because that's a brilliant quest that's a, that's a wonderful yeah go play it yeah yeah and um, so th- that's kind of true and the orichalc is a sword which makes sense. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm kind of curious because that also ties in with Hoonding, who was at various points, which was at various points, a crown and a sword um, and various other things. Although that is kind of dropping huge hints about the plot of, re- of, the, of the Red Guard game. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's referencing that. But if, if the stone of the Orichalc Tower is the Hoonding, then yeah, you can also you can do some. It doesn't take a huge amount of theory crafting to think that oh, Elder Scroll Six um, is is in Hammerfell. So something like sword singing, sorry, is quite close to the Thum in Skyrim. So yeah, and I, so you I, can kind of have that as a player power. And then you also say, well, find 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 this sword, restore the stone of the Orichalc Tower. Bingo, sword singing is back. Right, and I, I very yeah. much am of of you know, the wild speculation on, on Elder Scrolls six, that seems like one of the most likely things, because like you said, it, your ability to draw a a comparison to shouts, which I actually ironically didn't use as much in, in Skyrim, but I know so many people (laughs) who like basically build stuff entirely around like shout builds and stuff like that. And it's like, people love that. And it was super unique to, to, the series because it, it you know a lot of people in gaming like as much as the elder scrolls are popular skyrim became a household name and that was obviously mm. being able to have your shouts just became synonymous with the series so to then not have a, a strong background power outside just magicka would be kind of weird for a sequel because so many people mm. pr- most likely design wise be expecting something like that. So that'd be kind of a, a nice way to just like, Oh, here's something like what you're used to, but it's not the same thing because you're not a dragonborn anymore. Like that wouldn't make sense in this scenario. So mm. fragile shark says, seems like it would be a great MacGuffin for TS six. If you are the new hoonding, <laughs> The the chosen one again. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. Well, I'd say <laughs> that tends to be a, yeah. a, e- even oh. in a series that is really creative, like the Elder Scrolls. That and you know, I'm not of the mindset of like, oh, you know, dumbing things down, streamlining. A lot of times, I feel is underrated and people kind of refer to it as dumbing down. Sometimes things are dumbed down. Oftentimes I feel they are streamlined, like, and they're not as bad as people tend to think as somebody who's played through all of, you know, been going through all the games. Some of the old things that the series was known for, I'm very glad we're streamlined out of the series, Mm -hmm. but 
I don't feel it necessarily dumb them down on, on the flip side of that, when you want to appeal to a large mass audience, just on a casual level outside, you know, the nonsense where it do like, Hey, let's discuss tower lore. When you're just on a surface level of I'm going to buy a video game for my son or daughter, you being a superhero is a pretty good draw for somebody to just like yep. hop on board. And then it's like, okay, how deep do you want to go with it? So again, you get the trope of being the chosen one pretty frequently. What if they turn yeah. it on its head? What if you start out the game thinking you're the chosen one, but you're not? Yeah. Well, that's, Elder Scrolls, mm. that's what I liked about four. You're actually not so much the chosen one as the person who's important enough to make somebody else the chosen one <laughs> yeah that's and, why i i really like yep. that and then if you know you go into the expansion you kind of become a different chosen one with shivering isles but yeah not not and, to the degree that you're destined to save the world that's it was true. like no you're destined to help somebody else save the world yeah yeah and then the elder scrolls 3 was um had you um had you question like are you the, yes. are you the nereverine really right. are you an imperial plant <laughs> or, or am I, right yeah. am i a what, what, what even imposter? is <laughs> what even is what even is the nereverine <laughs> right right, um, yeah. right yeah so it's like they even yeah. even when they do have the the superhero trope they do mess with it a bit just enough that it's not totally generic and you know one would assume that we're going to be a a prisoner to start things because that'd be a weird trend to buck at this point as yeah at least the mainline entries you're always like a prisoner uh not not so much that the spinoffs but you know that's fine yeah and and elder scrolls online has added a whole bucket load of prisoner lore sure did uh, into what that means <laughs> yeah that was beautiful yep that yeah so uh yeah. we're hit we're getting close to the yeah. end um anything else yep. you want to add before we head out we have no, we have we covered we my stuff so it's all on aramethes if you got anything else to add because these are <laughs> the points i really wanted to hit that i cool. i was super amused by Yep. I wanted to talk about the pseudo towers and what that might mean. Okay. Because um, we have, um, you have the Doom Spire or the Doom Crag in yep. Riven Spire. Mm -hmm. um, that basically it happens that um, the a the aliens who went there and tried tried to build a spire above their um, above their settlement were trying to were trying to create a tower. That you remember when we were talking about towers as tied to cultures and potentially as expressions of cultures mm -hmm. um the um the aliens have kind of you have multiple examples of the aliens trying to do that you have then they tried to build the doom spire um uh, that saying and um, that according to frastus it was that they were attempting to create a metaphysical structure that could be a focus of arabic power much as the adamantine tower is said to be Hmm. hmm. Yeah, they were trying to build. They were trying to build a tower. If Frastus is remotely right, mm -hmm. um, and so, and you also have them. I think it's in Arabic Enigma Four. Um, the um, the Elden Tree book um, talks about and uh, talks about a numeral coming to Valenwood um, and trying to basically mess around with the perchance acorn um, and. It talks about how this thing, things then became a definite acorn, or tried to make it a definite acorn. Hmm. And so, what what they what they're trying to do as they kind of as they got scattered and kicked out of Cyrodiil after Alessia's rebellion, they've been trying to trying to graft themselves on and create towers wherever they went. And I 
think what that's doing is saying that they're trying to rebuild their culture. They're giving, trying to say, we are still the aliens. We are still relevant because we can still build a tower. Um, I think that's what, I think that's what's going on. Um, with with that it's it's a it's a very very weird thing to do if that's not if that's not what they're um if that's not what they are yeah. if, unless they're trying to build themselves something else um huh. but um and there's also um the, the coral tower of thras which is um potentially the slowed um i don't know enough about this really to um, to to speak with it in anything approaching definite thoughts, but it's also apparently in Cold Harbor as well as Nern. Yeah, um, yeah, that's weird. Like a, a, yeah, there's like a duplicate. Ver- I mean, because everything's just like a yep. crappy mirror image in Cold Harbor type of thing. Uh, yeah, isn't there supposed to be one somewhere in Cold Harbor? Yeah, uh, which is also interesting because the because the slowed are most tied to Somerset, and Crystal, like Law, is supposedly in all dimensions. It's a, it's a fun sort of imitation mm-hmm. that Thras are trying that Thras are trying to pull off. If the Coral Tower is supposed to be a tower, whether whether it actually is or not, I don't think we know enough about it to say. That sounds very so. slow, though. Just like fine, we're going to do our own. Like whatever, we'll do. You know, yeah. we'll do our own thing, and we'll cover it in slime. That's fine. <laughs> we'll cover it yeah. in slime, and it'll be gross. Yeah, yeah. Sl- sl- slime and dead babies. Slime and dead, yes. Oh. Slowed soap for everybody. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we don't use mortar. We we stick this thing together with soap, which oh. is just our desiccated oh. children. Slowed are so dark. <laughs> going to build it with our dead babies. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Yeesh. Oh. Yeah. But that's, um, but that, um, but those two things are just basically other thoughts of that. Towers are kind of loci of cultural power, um, as well as potentially mucking around with metaphysics um, and and those and those sorts of things. Um, if you want to check out some more about the about the towers as cultural things rather than as existential things, uh, there's a thread on our Tesla the re- the subreddit um, that's by Val Ritz um, that has a fantastic explanation of that um that um that just kind of talks about that kind of links did most of the legwork in linking culture in linking towers to cultures um as far as i'm concerned so if you want to know more about that check that out cool but yeah that's that's about everything from me awesome well thank you for joining us this has been yeah this has been a lot of fun great. and um yes. man i can't wait for i can't wait for our quiz show coming up in just, yeah. just a week from tomorrow that's gonna be place your bets that's gonna be awesome yeah place your bets i've I've got people are apparently very much placing their bets on twitter i keep saying are they are they where is this apparently are they voting taking sides it's team me or team aramithius apparently oh they need to vote on my poll nobody's voting on the poll can you can you guys share my poll yes Mm -hmm. share the poll because i we need to get an official votes on the poll we gotta i'll allow it yeah oh yeah yeah, share the poll. I ju- I re- I'll retweet it again. Um, is it mandatory it- that I cheer myself on, or can I can I match? <laughs> no, it's not at all. <laughs> <laughs> wait, no, wait, no. You can't just yeah. like you can't just purposely lose. Hundred dollars on Arimetheus. You can't take take okay. a dive like and- a bad boxer. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> Dr- Drelian has a good point. Is that they're talked about in the novel? The towers are talked in the novels really vaguely. It's like they hold up the world or something. 
right. is pretty much the oh. dialogue. Every, everyone knows they have some sort of power. No one really knows what. Knows what it is. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, guys, um, mm-hmm. is there anything you want to share? We'll start with Aramithius. Anything you want to share before we head out? Cool. Um, nothing apart from where uh, where you can find me. I am at Aramithius on Twitter. Uh, my um, my solo show is is written in uncertainty podcast, and I am a reasonably regular um, attender on the Selectives Lawcast. Where um, yeah, we both both of those things sort of dive into the weird the weirder law or the deep law, whichever way you want to spin it, um, of of the older scrolls on various levels. The written in uncertainty, I script it, I go through, dig through sources. Um selectives we talk about it. Uh, we, 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 we talk, we talk about it. Ideas, get, ideas get, ba- get bounced around and we come up with a, a whole bunch of stuff. Um, it's just fantastic, fantastic fun. Um, and I'm not, I'm not streaming at the moment, but I may be st- restarting in the near future. Um, they just, um, just watch, well, watch twitch.tv forward slash Aramithius for that, but nothing much happening at the moment. Um, cool. And yeah, I think that is about it for now. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining yes. us again. This has been great. No. And uh, thank, thank you, robots. It's been fantastic. Yeah, and uh, we should have you on more often. Actually, we don't yes. we don't do a good job of getting guests on our show. Um, but no, maybe maybe if, uh, maybe if Lotus and I both try to do a better job, we'll actually Lotus. Feel free to just book anybody anytime. You know, I'm pretty flexible. <laughs> I'm pretty flexible with the stuff, man. We'll just just we both have we both have a lot of contacts out there. Just feel, if if you're just talking to somebody one day and it just crosses your mind, just be like, hey, man, just come join us on the show. You may come to regret that. <laughs> as, long as, cool, as long as they're cool, you know. I was gonna say this 23rd guest this <laughs> this session. What's happening? Why do we have 17 people booked for tomorrow? What happened? <laughs> um, but uh, pork shop, go ahead. Let him. How can people get? So oh, no, for those people who don't know, computer if, name. If you if you look at just to the bottom left of his little his little uh, name right there is pork chop on yeah, his the, Zoom call. The com- the computer yeah. uh, on the network that I'm on happens to be named Porkchop, so it shows <laughs> yes. up in the call as Porkchop, which uh, we which didn't is, know about until your new this nickname. Started. It's your new nickname, Porkchop. Yep. All right, Porkchop. So, um, what do you call it? I'm. Uh, you can find me Lotus of Doom, uh, Twitter, Twitch, um, and over at Tales of Tamriel which is the other podcast I uh, am on where it's more of a round table discussion of all things, Elder scrolls, um, kind of an emphasis on ESO, but I've been going through, um, all the other games in the series so that I can say that I've completed them all. And, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much where I am. Nothing super, uh, detailed that I'm planning. We'll be having our battle spire um multiplayer stream coming up i'm just trying to get everybody's schedules lined up so that we can have as many people involved as possible fingers crossed that it actually turns on because the game occasionally struggles to do that so trying to then put eight people in a multiplayer match will be a different beast yes yes yeah well good luck um yeah i just noticed the poll just mm-hmm. jumped to 50 50 two votes for each of you so Gasp. Uh, yeah, get get your votes Ooh. in there. This will run all week. And if you're in the live show right now and you're on Twitter, get your votes in. You could sway. Yeah. You could sway this. All right, everybody. And you guys know how to get a hold of me. Yes. I'm I'm all over the place uh, on Twitter at robots underscore radio uh, robots dot. I'm sorry. Robots radio dot net. 
online. Come, come tell us your thoughts about this tower lore stuff. And are we just wacky in the head? Or do you think there's actually something going on here on the Robots Radio Discord? Um, all three of us are on there all the time. And you never know if any one of the three of us will jump in and continue the conversation with you. So just share, share your thoughts. We'll be on there chatting away. And we'd love to hear your thoughts on that stuff. So we'll talk to you guys again soon. We'll be back next week and probably at our usual time, 9 p.m. Eastern on Thursday night. And we'll see you later. Thanks for joining us. See you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. If you have something you'd like to contribute to the show, please reach out to us at Lorecast at gmail.com or on Twitter at ESO Lorecast. I really appreciate you listening and I'd love to hear from you soon. You've been listening to the Robots Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Do you like adventure? Yeah. Do you like laughing? Uh, yeah. Would you like to listen to a group of people you don't know play D&D and reference retro pop culture you vaguely remember? Um... Excellent. You're going to love Committee Quest. We play D&D in the world of Amarin. We use adventure modules and supplements made by people in the community. We also have a sweet synthwave backing track. Come and join us on our adventure. Volume 1 has been completed. Volume 2 coming the end of January. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Are you into the cyberpunk tabletop games or excited for Cyberpunk 2077? Are you looking to brush up on the lore, stay up on all the latest news, and talk about the game when it comes out? Check out the Cyberpunk Lorecast, a show from Robots Radio with me, your host, Robots. We'll go over all the details you need to know about the world, characters, and story of cyberpunk. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Hey all you wannabe raiders out there, it's your bestest girl Rose coming at you up from top of the world. Now it's time for your local traffic and weather. Welp, looks like almost everyone's still dead, so traffic is at a standstill. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor, because they're totally not bribing me with massive amounts of chems or anything. Seems as the stuffed shirts are back at the White Springs playing games with that total loser modus. But hey, if that's your thing, whatever! So if all you squares wanted to hear more, totally, sort of, but maybe not boring stories about rebuilding Appalachia and being all goody-two-shoes, definitely not raiders, check out this thing they call a podcast, The Modus Files, whatever that's supposed to be, on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever else you listen to those things. Double-ug, they're not paying me enough for this. Till later.